Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose. Impact is where your unique best self meets the world and contributes to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Marilyn Ball. Marilyn is a leading expert in developing solutions for business growth, whether helping businesses improve their marketing success or supporting local organizations in building a collaborative culture based on openness, transparency, and trust She's the go-to person for generating better outcomes by working together with a team approach. Marilyn is a speaker, author, business trainer and coach, and teacher, as well as an avid traveler. Marilyn is the host of her own radio show on iHeartRadio called Speaking of Travel. Welcome to the podcast, Marilyn. I'm delighted to have you here. Oh, thank you, Ursula. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it. So I define impact as where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it a better place for all of us. What do you feel is the impact of the travel stories that you share on the Speaking of Travel radio show and podcast? And I want to get into that, sort of seeing the difference, and, and we can talk about that next. But but let's talk impact first. Well, Ursula, I've been doing Speaking of Travel now this is my sixth year, and I have to say that really the impact of the travel stories that I share on Speaking of Travel are about connection between people. In fact, the longest study of adult life that has ever been done is the Harvard study, and they studied people for 75 years who grew up in tenements and others who went to really the best schools, and they've been able to study and develop what the real picture of life looks like. And it turns out that feeling connected is the most important secret. Mm. And speaking of travel brings people together from all over the world and connects people through storytelling. Mm, that's very cool. Yeah, I, I know you You talk to a really wide variety of people. I, um, I'd i love to dip into that. It, on the site, you said that uh, on the website for, for the show and podcast, you say travel was fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And I loved reading that. And tell us more about that. Sure. Well, Mark Twain said these famous words in relation to travel. Essentially, he believed that travel opens people up to the world and to worldviews that are really nearly impossible to comprehend without firsthand experience. And what he was suggesting and what Speaking of Travel has proved in over 300 conversations about travel is that meaningful travel experiences change lives for the better. And in what way? You are able to take a risk, take a leap of faith that everything will be fine. You open up your worldview by meeting people of other cultures, other uh, speaking other languages. It's really a way to break down what Mark Twain is saying 
prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Yeah, I mean, there's something about getting to know people elsewhere and even just seeing that there's more than one way to do something, and it's all good. It's not qualitatively better or worse necessarily, but it's there's many different ways of, of doing things. I think that's always opening for people to realize that. Absolutely. And when I talk travel and travel experiences, I want to make really clear that people understand it's not just getting on a plane and going someplace exotic, someplace overseas. It can be traveling right in your own backyard. Anywhere you go that's outside of your familiar zone is going to open you up to new experiences, a new way of uh, tradition, perhaps, new people, new friends. So it doesn't have to be a big trip overseas. Anytime you get out of your zone, your routine, and go someplace else is beneficial for your health, your well-being, and and your happiness. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm... I'm really interested to, to, before we go into this too much further, is just understanding that your podcast is not just a podcast of the way the Work Alchemy podcast is. You you initially do it as a radio show and it becomes a podcast. Am I understanding that correctly? That is correct, Ursula. I... Uh, my radio show, Speaking of Travel, is broadcast on radio uh, via iHeartRadio in Western North Carolina on WWNC every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. I tape the show with my guests each Wednesday, and that show is recorded to be broadcast on that weekend. And then it's uploaded to the iHeartRadio app, where it's heard globally by people all over the world, as well as other podcast platforms. So I reach people not only regionally through the iHeart platform on radio, my podcast reaches globally throughout podcast platforms uh, that I utilize. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I remember when it became much more accessible to do radio shows because of the internet, and then podcasts kind of grew out of that. It's fascinating to see how it's all mushroomed and grown. Absolutely. In fact, podcasting is creating uh, a, a way for people to listen just like they used to do in the old days, sitting around in the living room listening to your radio. Now you have options. You can still listen on the radio. You can stream on the radio. You can stream the show uh, via the internet. And you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world with yeah. just a simple click. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I know I often listen to podcasts in my morning walk, which is which is a really great way to listen. So. Yeah. Well, so how did the how did the show and podcast come about? What were your inspirations for this? Well, in 2000, 2013, I was about four years into my own marketing company, which is 1212 Marketing. Uh, I had started that after a career in advertising, and I just was not feeling like I was living my purpose. I was living my job, but I really didn't love it. And I was working off a totally outdated model. And even though the core of my mission has always been to be of service to my clients, the services I was offering were based more on a monetary model versus a passion-based model. I was mm -hmm. doing my job, but 
there was really no passion. So about this time, I heard about Chris Gillibo. He's the author of The Art of Nonconformity, and mm -hmm. he was becoming known for showcasing unconventional people doing really remarkable things. So Chris believes that we can all change the world by achieving our personal goals while helping others at the same time. And he focuses on three core areas, community, adventure, and service. And two years before this, Chris began what's called the World Domination Summit. And his intention with the summit was to bring people together from all over the world to explore how we can live a remarkable life in a conventional world. Yeah. Well, this really spoke to me. So that July, I flew to Portland, Oregon by myself to find out more. And while I was there at WDS, there were attendee-led meetings and powerful keynotes and some really unforgettable parties. Uh, in <laughs> fact, we even broke the Guinness Book of World Records by having the longest floating human tube chain in the Willamette River uh, yeah. by holding hands. Yeah. So those sessions really spoke to me in a big way. The speakers were talking about how important it is to start doing what you love and that we could unlock business opportunities that we never even thought were possible. So their words and experiences helped me to understand that there's so much possible in life and the only person that was holding me back was my own self. So I came away from Portland realizing maybe I could move closer to dominating myself and living the life I really wanted. And, you know, the reality is most of the time that people chase their dreams, they get them. And when you see the people who seem to be always lucky or have everything, it's usually because they weren't afraid to go after their dreams. So I came home and really took stock of what I had learned. And as I made my list of what I really didn't want to do, which was marketing and PR and media schedules, and what I did want to do, which was travel, meet new people, tell stories, collaborate, I asked myself the question, what is one dream I've always had that I haven't acted on and what is the biggest reason keeping me from doing it? So even though I wasn't quite sure what any of that was, I mentally allowed myself to let the universe show me. And about a month later, I was at a dinner party. A friend I knew was talking about his radio show on a local radio station and I became a little intrigued. Hmm, a radio show. I hadn't really thought about that. So I began a conversation with him and found out who the person was who was running the station. I decided to give him a call and ask if I could do a radio show about travel. I don't know what made me do this. I had never been <laughs> a radio host, but I did know a lot of people who travel and their stories were always so inspiring to me. So he said I could come in and do a pilot show. I brought a friend with me to interview about her trip to South Korea and the show worked. And after two years of doing the show as a hobby, I realized it was time to see if I could make it bigger and reach more people. So I went to my friends at iHeartRadio and asked if I could move my show over there. Mm -hmm. About two months later, I had a time slot and the show is now in its sixth year there and podcast. Yeah, yeah so it really was a, a, a culmination of a lot of things, but most importantly, of my own realization that 
there had to be something more than what I was doing that was going to make me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great that you've followed that vision and that you really took action. I've, I've been to WDS three times, actually. I was actually there the same year you were in one of my visits. So uh, we, may have, we, have, we have crossed paths inadvertently. How about so, that? You see, yeah, what a small mean. world. So you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Chris Gillibo is a remarkable guy. He's, uh, he started off in his 30s trying to visit every country yeah. in, the, in the world and just... Uh, He's, he's built a whole business out of it and inspired a lot of people, which is really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned this earlier. You also have a marketing business, 1212. And how does the travel show and podcast tie in with your business? Or are they really quite separate? Well, as I said, I ran an ad advertising agency for 18 years in downtown Asheville called Kelso Advertising. And when I began my own business, which was 10 years ago, uh, coming up, I officially became an entrepreneur. I wanted to become an entrepreneur so I could take charge of my own future and enjoy the freedom that entrepreneurship can provide. But I knew if I was going to be successful as an entrepreneur, I would have to be prepared for the risks and the challenges that come with it and develop a true passion for building something great from nothing. And I found I was willing to push myself to the limit to really achieve those goals. And now, as speaking of travel is growing, it continues to keep me questioning, how can I do it better? And how can I be tuned in to this passion? And mm -hmm. so all of that are traits of being a successful entrepreneur. And I think have unfolded over the years that I worked in a company with a team to working by myself uh, as an entrepreneur, bringing in a team, and now bringing in people from all over the world. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's great when the, the two can connect. It's exciting that you have these different ways of being in the world and that, they're, um, that they have some connection together. So, well, what's the most inspiring story of impact that you've ever heard on the, on the show? Well, that's really tough because every single show, and like I said, I've had over 300 conversations, are all inspiring. When people travel or people are in the travel industry and wanting to make a change in the world and educate people, I'm inspired. But when I found out about the Blue Ridge Honor Flight, I knew I wanted to find out more. And I ended up doing a podcast with the founder. His name is Jeff Miller. It started as a dream for Jeff back in 2005. Jeff is from Hendersonville, North Carolina. His dad was a World War II vet who never had a chance to visit the memorials in D.C. Hmm. So in 2006, he realized his dream and was able to begin transporting veterans from World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War to Washington to visit the memorials dedicated to their honor and sacrifice. And just this past May, I traveled with over 200 vets and their guardians to Washington, D.C., for a day that really will stay in my memory forever. Mm. All these vets were honored with ceremonies and police wow. escorts, a water salute at the airport, and there were over a thousand people greeting them when we returned to the Asheville Regional Airport. It really? Was wow. Amazing and so impactful. Wow. That's exciting. I mean, I must have been a 
incredible thrill for them to be acknowledged in that way and for you to be part of it is uh, i mean you're you're helping to facilitate that by, by by talking about the story and letting people know um and now yeah. i have uh actually i've developed a series around the honor flight and bring in vets to tell their stories and mm. in that way it's really helping them heal yeah well that you you are doing several series as part of the podcast. I know that there's there's that one. There's uh, the Climate Listening Project. And uh, tell us about that and, and what inspired you to get involved in it. Sure. Well, the Climate Listening Project uh, is called the Speaking of Travel Plus Climate Listening Project series. And it really started because there had been a lot of discussion lately about why people should not travel right now with all the effects of climate change and mm -hmm. effects on infrastructure and people using up so many carbon emissions. But I believe that if there ever was a time to travel, that it's, that it's now. And over all these conversations that I that I've had, I began to see some themes emerge. Uh, for instance, every show has some aha moment in the story. Somebody did this and it changed that. A moment, a memory. And a common theme always seemed to be around sustainable travel. Whether my guests realized it or not, their travel really made a difference uh, to them, to someone they met, to their children, to the communities they visited, and the economic impact that they helped support. So I began thinking about creating an educational component to speaking of travel to bridge people to people and showcase what can be done to find common ground and become more conscious of leaving a smaller footprint on our journeys. So last year I had Dana Ruggiero, who's the founder of the Climate Listening Project on speaking of travel. And her goal is to talk to people living their lives with the effects of climate change and chronicalizing their solutions for living differently to adjust to the reality of our planet's ever-changing climate. So I invited her to help me create a series for 2019 and come on the show every month with a theme and special guests who can address that theme and offer solutions. We talk about hope, the environment, and how small actions can lead to big changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is, is, um, I know that project's been going on for a while and, and you've collaborated to do that. Is there, are there bigger aspects of that project that you can share briefly and just let, just so people understand a bit more about it? Well, Dana and I feel that the Speaking of Travel and the Climate Listening Project platforms are so complementary. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're telling stories. We're educating people through storytelling and connecting them to people from all over the world who can offer a bigger picture on how climate change is affecting our planet and the places that we love to visit and what we can all do one step at a time to make the most impact. So moving forward, Dana and I, we like to dream big. And we've talked about going on the road together, doing podcasts, doing filming, and bridging our two platforms so that we can have even a larger impact on the world. 
Mm, fun. Oh, that sounds great. Well, another series I know you're doing is uh, called Speaking of Flying. And most people associate airports with stress and it's so crowded, long lines, you're squashed in the plane. It's it, There's impersonal treatment and lots of delays. And, and yet you've created this series called Speaking of Flying. Um, what prompted that series? And, and by the way, the Asheville Airport is a bit of an anomaly as airports go because it's quite charming if, if you can imagine a charming airport if you haven't been there. But <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear what, what prompted that. Well, speaking of travel, uh, started this series, we call it Speaking of Flying, uh, as a collaboration with the Asheville Regional Airport, who is one of my primary sponsors. So the Asheville Regional Airport, like you said, is really a part of our community. And we wanted to focus on how fun it is to hang out there <laughs> waiting for your flight to leave or to arrive. And today, I mean, this is actual uh, a trend. People are beginning to hang out in airports just for fun. They actually really? plan their vacation or their trips around landing in an airport and having time to spend there. And wow. The Asheville Regional Airport offers so many great amenities like local beer and rocking chairs, and they always have local art. They have music. They have dog therapy. People walk around in the airport with therapy dogs, so people who are <laughs> maybe anxious about getting on, the, on their flight can pet a really cute pup. Mm. So getting in the terminal, finding out where people are going, maybe they can offer up a travel tip and tell us why they love flying in and out of the airport is fun for them and it provides some great stories. So, uh, yeah, I agree. The Asheville Airport is quite unique. The food's actually really good, which is a rare thing to say about an airport. But I'm, I'm amazed that people kind of build in time to hang out at the airport because I'm one of those, how many microseconds can I shave off in order to <laughs> not spend any more time? I used to travel a lot, so I've sort of kept that practice. So, you, you know, you want to, when you travel a lot, you want to, you yeah. know, spend it less time traveling if you can. But, I know, but now it's yeah. a thing and a lot of airports around the world are accommodating that and they have, uh, you know, massages and right. uh, at the Asheville Regional Airport, the music that they have, uh, they call it music on the fly. And, you know, you land and you come out, there's a band playing. It's really wonderful. Yeah, that's great. I've never seen that. That's wonderful. Wow, what a great idea. Well, and there's a lot of great local musicians, too, so it gives them a forum. It for does. As well, yeah. Well, I was so uh, loving the, the another series you're doing, which is called Gourmet Highway, and uh, there's so many wonderful travel routes in this country and, and driving, and that the one that's in your series looks so fun. And especially when it's connected to food, anything connected to food, I'm, I'm all in. So why, why are you drawn to that particular route and, and that series? It's really a great story. I have a, a very dear friend and colleague. His name is Doc Lawrence. He's a native of Atlanta and a veteran journalist with a career in print and online and broadcasting and television that incorporates his expertise in so many areas, primarily food and wine spirits. He's a big Jack Daniels fan <laughs> and the arts. And we had met years and years and years ago uh, in our PR roles. 
And over the years, we've just stayed in touch. And we did a little series a couple of years ago that was called Tailgating Down South. And Doc mm-hmm. would come on the show every every week, and he would be uh, talking about a different uh, football game that was going on, college football, and all the tailgating, all the food. It was really wonderful. People loved it. But at the end of the football season, we were like, well, that was so much fun. What else can we do? And we came up with this collaboration to showcase the small southern towns that are easy drives, uh, highlight their history, their restaurants, their wines, and the people who make these places so great. So as Doc likes to say, the Gourmet Highway isn't paved and has no billboards. It's a (laughs) journey that leads to new places and friendly faces. Mm. That's great. Yeah, there are so many charming small towns, and it's the characters in them, I I think, are a huge part of what makes them so charming. And even more so, the history that every one of these little towns, most of them I've never even heard of, maybe in, um, in Florida or Mississippi or Alabama, he goes all over the South, even as far as Arkansas, tiny little towns that are so historical that have so much pride and um, uh, history, music, the arts. It's every week that Doc comes on the show. This week he's going to be in Cape Canaveral. You know, you think of Cape Canaveral as where the Kennedy Center is, the Mm -hmm. Kennedy uh, Space Center. Mm -hmm. And, And yet there's so much to see and do there. It's not just about that. So... I've started my own itinerary, and someday I'm doing a road trip along the Gourmet Highway. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your fork and knife and a big napkin. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's hearing these stories and recognizing that, um, you know, America is a pretty great place, and there are some wonderful people here, uh, wonderful traditions, and s- so much deep history that getting out and and even taking a day trip to some place in your own state it you come away feeling like you've you've been gone to another another land mm-hmm. yeah which is so great yeah well i i want to kind of circle back to your business because the many of the listeners of the podcast are entrepreneur founders as you are and i am and um i'm i'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on how travel has affected your business. Because I have some thoughts on that, but I really would love to hear your perspective. Well, I think that speaking of travel has given me an opportunity to talk about um, so many areas that I'm not familiar with myself. And it's, it's a way to increase your mental well-being. So for me, traveling makes me a happier person and build self-confidence. Um, talking to people who have stepped out and done, uh, done a trip, made arrangements to go someplace, saved their money, maybe left their jobs to travel around the world are so inspiring to me that it's it's really given me um, an opportunity to take a harder look at my own personal stance and how I can not sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And that has really had a big effect on the way that I do business, the way that I work with people. Um, once I've started to realize that travel really, t- it just, you realize none of this worrying and stress really matters. And my views on everything just takes on a new perspective. So it's really helped me to incorporate all of that into my business. Mm, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I, I think that is that expanding perspective. It really stimulates your creativity, your innovation. Um, I mean, when I, when I travel, I, it really it contributes not just to my business but to the impact that I have, and it gives me new ideas. It inspires me to take action, helps me see how others have impact, which is always inspiring too. And how does travel contribute to your impact is a bigger question than, than just your business. Well, I've realized that you're never going to achieve anything when you stay in a comfort zone. Uh, I realized really quickly that I would never make a name for myself if I didn't do what made me uncomfortable. Uh, When you stay in that little bubble, you just never can achieve anything great. You won't stand out and connect with anyone, command attention. Um, You'll never be able to make an impact, which all adds up to a lack of success. because my goal is to be able to have an impact so that I can um, share more information and help people be of service. Um, I always knew I was capable of more and I wanted success bad enough. So I started forcing myself out of my comfort zone and the positive impact changed my entire life. Uh, And this doesn't just relate to business, but helping me when I'm meeting new people in my love life, uh, living a more active lifestyle, uh, and really just being happier altogether. So I find the more I challenge myself, the more impact I have in helping others. Hmm. Absolutely. I I love what you said about the comfort zone. It's, that's all the, all the interesting amazing things that happen are, are out of that comfort zone. So I, I really uh, honor your willingness to go, go out of that and, and really make yourself uncomfortable and experience new things and, and have more impact. Well, so. it's not easy, Ursula. I can tell I you that. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of taking little teeny baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a good way to do it. Absolutely. Well, Marilyn, I always wrap up these interviews with three questions about impact. Are you game? I'm game. All right, great. So the first one is, what's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? Well, I would say that um, being part of a, a connected, being connected, you know, this is how we, how I started uh, the this interview with you, Ursula, is speaking of travel is about connecting. So I really feel that it's having those connections that really help us to have the most impact. And, you know, we're not, we're not in this uh, alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, the second question is, what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? Well, it, it actually ties into uh, to not doing it yourself. There's 
an old African saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been really, really aware of is that you don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to go alone. I'm a big fan. I love teamwork and building connections and collaborations, uh, bringing people together and looking for ways to leverage each other's talents. I have found always bring success. Hmm. Yeah, that was great. Last question is, what's one insider piece of advice you'd share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how do I have more impact? How do I make more of a difference and contribute? Well, I would say to continually better yourself, to look at every solution that has worked for you to become a better person on your own journey, and then share it, and then do another and another. And you have information that has to be shared with the world to make the world a better place. So I feel that if you believe your ideas and innovations are of use and value to others, then share those openly and teach others what you've learned. Because the more you give, the more you get. <laughs> I love the hearing that aspect of sharing it because uh, I think some people are really kind of scared to do that. They're scared of visibility. And yet, when you do share it, you enter into the most amazing conversations and connections. Absolutely. And what I have found in, in like I said, over 300 conversations with people around traveling, it's, it's so much more than just traveling. It's about... Uh, being part of something bigger than yourself. And the more that you know, the better that you're making your own self, uh, the more that you can contribute to the world. Hmm. Well, Marilyn, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing these travel stories and your own journey with with travel and with your business. Uh, It's been really, uh, really interesting to hear all the many different things you're involved with and the connections that you're making all over the world. Well, thank you, Ursula. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I I am really honored to be uh, a part of your podcast. Oh, well, I'm really glad to have you here. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, I would definitely suggest uh, visiting my Speaking of Travel website, which is speakingoftravel.net. And when you're on the website, you can uh, link to past podcasts and listen to uh, other people's stories. Uh, there's a information there to sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. I'm actually working with some travel groups now to coordinate some really awesome trips. Uh, There's an upcoming trip to Cuba uh, in February 2020. So all that information is there on the website. That's definitely the best way to, to connect with me. Oh, okay, great. Wow, wonderful. Well, thank you again, Marilyn, and thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Well, thank you, Ursula. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.